Hello, you're listening to another Solid Gold production. And a very warm welcome to yet another week with Mel and Jen. Jennifer Baxter in Antibes in France. How are you doing today? I'm really well, Melanie Walker. And hello. And who do you have with you there? Well, I'm going to I'm going to let her introduce herself. Obviously, a South African sitting next to me right now, and this is actually quite exciting because this is somebody who's going to be doing uh, her own YouTube channel and podcast. So, please introduce yourself and tell us all about what you do. Jenny Baxter, hi. Thank you both for having me on Mel and Jenny. I'm <laughs> Carrie Adams, and most people in the wine industry know who I am in the booze industry, actually. But um, I've worked. For 35 years here and overseas in the wine industry, whiskey, brandy, spirits, retail, distribution, you name it. I, I love, I love going to say I love booze, but I don't love booze. I She's love, a tipsomania. <laughs> I love the art and craft of, of alcohol, and that's sort of what I've focused my life on. But whilst I've done that, and I'm sort of semi-retired at this stage of the game, I have always loved broadcasting and I've had a radio show I had a radio program for 22 odd years with Prime Media I then worked for eight or nine years with Classic FM mm-hmm. where we had my own wine show and then I did a bit of work with Biz News and that's where I, I met Solid Gold yeah and the Kennedys who are addictive when it comes to their enthusiasm about podcasts and I'm a technophobe. I'm a technosaurus Rex. <laughs> I know nothing about any of this that we're doing. Um, but it's but exciting. You, and I think it's twenty first century and it's time to sort of move along and move away from radio broadcasting and do some YouTube channels and some podcasts. And so what will your YouTube channel be about? Will it be about wine, whiskey, beer? Will it have other things as well? So it's going to be called Carrie's Connoisseurs because there's so much that goes together with booze. There's food, there's cigars, there's parties. Yeah, everything nice in your mouth, really. So we're going to do the words I'm going to put into her mouth. (laughs) So that's what it's going to be. And just over the years, I've had the privilege because I've met a million people in this industry and I've had the privilege of being able to interview chef de calves from Champagne and whiskey masters from Scotland and you name it. So yeah, it's going to be everything so, booze. Everything. So it's not just, it's not just limited to things that are South African. It's no. from around the world. From everywhere. And anybody who's got anything that they think might be a good, a good idea is very welcome to tell you the boss. I, I, I do um, the whiskey side of things. I mean, I've done. I've had to go and sit one night and eat haggis and drink whiskey and do the lassies retort. So the I'm Robert like, Burns like, evening. The Robert Burns evening. So maybe <laughs> I should come and do a lassies retort on her show sometime. But she's been doing something very interesting in the last couple of days with Diners Club. Yes. So Diners Club. I've worked with Diners Club for about sixteen or seventeen years, and they are very big supporters of the South African wine industry. In fact, I think they run that as the longest standing. Um, competition in the country that continues to be supported by the same sponsor. So Diners Club do the Winemaker of the Year and the Young Winemaker of the Year awards. And they select a different category every year. And we judge the whole thing blind. 
Say, it's, the only, it's the only profession in the whole world where you're not allowed to know what you're doing. And if you get the answer wrong, you're an arsehole. <laughs> well, if you don't like the taste of something, then you don't like it. It's also a personal preference. I and mean, then it's like me taking profiting thing. Imagine if I took, if I took Alan Pick from the butcher shop mm-hmm. and I put 25 steaks in front of him and I said to him, now, Alan, I need you to tell me where this rump came from. What color was the cow? How old was the cow? Where did the cow live? What did the cow eat? And you don't get it right. And then they say, oh, you must well, go to Alan Peck's place. You don't know what you're place. talking about. Yeah. Place. He doesn't, doesn't know, know what anything about food, yeah. <laughs> so that's the world I live in. Anyway, Diners Club, okay. it's a fabulous competition. And the winemaker of the year gets a big price, like 100,000 rand and a trip to any wine producing area in the world paid for by Diners Club to a winery to go and do a vintage or a something at the winery. In the, mm. And the young winemaker gets the same. I think he just gets 50,000 rand and not 100,000 rand, something like that. But it's just wonderful. They get, um, obviously, Diners Club promotes them throughout the year. Their wines are used by Diners Club for all their eventing and functioning around the world for the whole year. So it's really a meaningful sort of a competition. And we've just handed out the awards on Saturday night down at Arabella in Hermanus. Mm. Oh, Arabella's lovely. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And Conrad Flock mm. got the winemaker of the year. He is from Strandfeld, yeah. which close to my heart. I was one of the founder owners of Strandfeld. Um, I am no longer an owner of Strandfeld. I haven't been for seven or eight years. But he won it, and it was very gratifying because we planted those very first vineyards. Mm. And um, now my COVID brain's clicking and I can't remember the... <laughs> Who's the young winemaker? <laughs> and and, and for, for South Africans who live abroad, who go home to South Africa, what are like the new places that they should visit, the, the, the wineries? You know, Do you know, Jenny, there's so many. There's been quite a big revolution in the South African wine industry. And Mel and I were talking about it earlier. There's a wonderful sort of organic growth that's starting to happen in our industry. Um, and a lot of the what used to be, what we used to knew when we were no when we were varsity, you know, there's big co-ops. Yeah. So there was the Swartland Co-op, mm. which we could buy five liters of Swartland dry red when I was at Fitz. For like six rand or something. <laughs> You're giving your age away. And it was damn delicious. I can tell you that much. It was really, really, really delicious yeah. stuff. It now happens to be all of those producers that supplied the Swartland Cooperative are now all these Swartland sort of their own little revolutionaries farm. and farms, they yeah. and they are causing a big storm mm. all over the world because the fruit's gorgeous. It's a specific area. It's, it makes lovely dense, rich perfumey, gorgeous Shirazes and mm. yummy honeyed Shannons and things. So Swartland is big and that I think we can thank all those those sort of eco-warriors from the Swartland. They've done all of that. But more than that, there's been some serious investment from from what I call my checkbook wine farmers and they've been amazing. They really have poured money into the South African mm. wine industry. And and who are they? Mr. Rupert. So the Johan Rupert's done it. Uh, GC Ferreira's done it. Wendy Applebaum's done it. Uh, Lawrence Kraft's done it. Dele Kraft, you know, um, mm. uh, De Villiers Kraft from De Grendel. So a lot of people who have put their money where their mouths are. 
and um, they've they've poured money into the industry. There's a lot of education going on, and there's fabulous wine coming out of South Africa. But that's the nice thing is that you've got all the youngsters who are getting yeah. into it now. It's become almost like a trendy thing to actually make your own wine. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of little what I call cuckoos. You know, Neil Ellis was the first cuckoo winemaker. He's the first guy who didn't have a farm, and he didn't have a cellar. And he took a sort of a French approach to it. As you know, there's lots of growers and things, and then people go and buy the grapes and they make the wine somewhere else. Nearly listed that, and he was a cuckoo winemaker. And everybody thought, how can we take this guy seriously? He doesn't have his own <laughs> farm and he doesn't have his own cellar. But he did. And, and now there are a lot more, as you say, those little boutique winemakers mm-hmm. who go and they see a patch of Sinso. And they say, I'm going to look after that for the next 12 months. I'm going to harvest. I'm going to vinify. I'm going to make it as if it were my own. But they don't actually own the land. But it's giving them the opportunity to express themselves through the wine. It's lovely. So the young winemakers are coming through like very, very strongly, which is great because, I mean, it is something I think people are always going to drink. It's not a, a flash in the pan thing where everybody's like, oh, this is the latest thing. We must all now mm. make um, a specific type of craft gin. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Although they do tend to do that. We sort of coming apart at the seams that we've got so many craft gins but I mean who doesn't want a gin and tonic at the end of the day I, give me just a plain okay, gin and tonic even at the beginning of the day but yeah so for Jenny I mean she's sitting over there we, we do discuss wine every now and then when, especially when there's happenings um, across the world or like you know South Africans are doing well and there's a lot of people though that they'll go overseas and even South Africans living overseas say oh well the South African wines just aren't that good you know uh-huh. and I'm sitting here and thinking in fact I think the South African wines are better than anything else I can get over there but but Mal, how many, I mean, I agree the South African wines are lovely, but how many other wines are you tasting? You know, when last did you taste wine from New Zealand, from France? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, she does. Yeah, I she start does. at 9 o'clock in the morning and I'm still tasting at 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> no, I taste a lot. That's in my job, I taste a lot. And, and listen, we do make some lovely wine. We also make some rubbish stuff, but so does everybody. Yeah. I know, if only the rubber stuff wasn't. Tussies Tussies is always going to be the... Do you remember Tussies, Jenny? No. (laughs) um, I'm a Francophile because I studied overseas in England and I cut my teeth really. I went straight from autumn harvest crackling to... I had a fascinating mentor Mm. of a boss in London when I was working there. And I went straight from autumn harvest crackling to Chateau Lafitte. Um, he taught me how to, and, it, and that's what really sparked my interest in wine, yeah. uh, was what I did. Yeah. So I'm very Francophilian. I love France and I love it. You know, you know, here what happened is we have some South African friends who got a house near Montpellier. And, and here at the end of the wine season, you can, that, you can just go into the field. You don't even have to pay. Just anything that's left over, you can take home, any of the grapes, as long as you pick them yourself, you know. <laughs> and, and so they did that. And the husband, you know, Alan, he stomped on those wine, uh, on those grapes all night long, stirring. They did the whole thing. And actually it was, it was so divine. And now it's a few years later and they actually have bought a little, uh, their I own little you. part of the vineyard. Yeah. Where so, do you so stay, they would, where do you stay in France? I'm, I'm in the south, um, between Cannes and Nice in a place called Antibes. I know. Antibes. But, um, oh. oh, really? Oh, well, you, you must visit next time. 
Lots of rosé because of the sunshine here, you know. Mm. It's so we do start pretty early. Because <laughs> you see, I know I can get all these <laughs> terrible secrets out of everybody. They they say, oh no, they could never have my job. By the time I'm finished speaking to them, they said, well, the other morning, somebody came to see me and we opened a bottle of such and such. And I said, you see, we all start early. Yeah. It's <laughs> interesting. I mean, you say like in England, you learn about it in England. And I worked in a wine bar in England, although I think that we were only serving plonk, to be honest. I know that there was some pretty good wine. You were asking whether I drank it. So, yes, I used to drink a lot of it when I lived in England. Yeah, that was English long don't ago. make wine. Okay, so how would the English know? Let's oh, that. <laughs> now I'm going to say no, but they do make wine. They, they do make, make wine. Amazing wine at the state. The English are making yeah. wine. The English yeah. are starting to make bubbly. They're making some of the nicest fizz in the world, and it's very expensive. But if you have a look at, if you have a look at England, it's on the same latitude mm-hmm. as Champagne in certain parts of it. So in Kent. Down in the southern part of England, really. They, they, Gary Jordan from Jordan Winery, yeah. he's bought the most gorgeous farm okay. in Hampshire, Surrey. I don't know where he is. It's called Mouse, Mouse House or Mouse Hall. Oh, I did see a story about yeah, that. He's yeah. making, we talked he's about it, going to make bubbly. Yeah. And you'll see. There's some really Mal, Mal hasn't been to visit for a long time, so I think it's time that Mal I, I think it's time did a, a trip my, over my here. Overseas again. But, I mean, the, the whole thing is, is that I, I think of England and I think of Perry. I love Perry. You know, the the if, for people who don't know what Perry is, there's a thing called Google. <laughs> Google is your friend. No, I'm joking. It's it's a lovely sparkling pear wine. Yeah, it's like um, a cider. Scrumpy. Yeah, cider. Like a I, mean, I think cider. cider. I think beer. Um, or even beer. I think more Germany. But for England, it's always been scrumpy. Elderflower wine, which is what my oh, grandfather used to make. Okay, so I think about that. Yeah. I don't think of them as being a wine-producing country. Yeah, it's quite new, but they are really. We sit up and watch. There's going to be some really, really really nice stuff coming out of England. But, of course, England England is in the news at the moment because um, King Charles III has just had his first state visit from no other than our esteemed president here in South Africa. Cyril Ramaphosa has been playing with the royalty over in England. I've just, I've just loved seeing the photos. Did you see the photo last night? Oh, and the video where um, Ramaphosa was at the banquet mm-hmm. and he toasted uh, King Charles and then sort of turned around and wasn't sure what to do and then him and Kate toasted. And just the most beautiful smiles on both their faces. I think he's like really got on well with them. Well, who we've, wouldn't we've get got... on well with Kate? She's gorgeous. She yeah. And well, I bottle that girl. She's really lovely. Yeah, and I could see there's like there's one photo where you can just see he's making her and and William just laugh, and another uh, some other photos where him and King Charles are just like killing themselves laughing. So he's definitely, um, you know, got into their hearts, and and uh, and Charles just said a lovely, lovely thing about how uh, you know his mother was in Cape Town in 1947 when she pledged to um, serve the Commonwealth for the rest of her life. And he said, you know, it's just so fitting that his first official state visit is hosting South Africa. Oh, that's lovely. Actually, that is me. You know, I I have a bit of a soft spot for Cyril. I mean, I know there's always this bad press that's going on. And, of course, there's a whole bunch of elections happening here in South Africa at the moment. But he's still still winning that race. Yeah, he is by a country now. Yeah, Yeah, which is a good thing because some of the, uh, the other people who are 
being put forward. Yeah. I'm sitting there looking at yeah. this and just thinking, uh uh-uh. uh. Winner? Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. I couldn't win. Anyway, but in England, as I said, in the news, of course, the Boca are going to be playing there this weekend and hopefully, Saturday. hopefully they repeat what they did this past weekend. Are they playing England or Wales England. or Scotland? England. England. England, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so actually Ramaphosa said that as well last night. He's, you know, they, because they, they want to do a lot more England and South Africa together, not only financial stuff, but also sports and arts and everything. Um, and then, and then President Ramaphosa said, yeah, but I'm not going to talk about sport with you, King Charles, <laughs> because we've got the big match coming up on Saturday. Yeah, we'll talk about it after, after we've beaten you, then we can talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to find the right bottle of wine to drink while we all watch that game no man which would yeah. which would be the best well, in your opinion because you can't drink anything where the the soccer world cup's happening at the moment <laughs> so we'll have to do all the yes before that's then. been a little bit controversial yeah. hasn't it yeah apparently they sent all the Budweiser back Budweiser being one of the biggest sponsors ever I remember when we hosted the world cup here Budweiser spent sent hundreds and thousands of bottles of Bud here Nobody in South Africa drinks Budweiser, but, you know, I would imagine the World Cup people should sort all of this out before the yeah, World Cup. Yeah, eh? What would you say? Absolutely. Well, South Africa even and, and the World Cup this year. We don't qualify. No, they're not. We okay. didn't qualify. They, they, they did not qualify. I don't follow the lucky girl. My blood is green. Okay. I don't know any <laughs> They didn't qualify. However, uh, you can still watch it on Showmax Pro, and they've got an incredible deal on until January, uh, although the World Cup ends on the 18th of December. But um, it's like half price, so it's really worth it because you get other sports as well, Mal. Mm-hmm. So you'll get your Tour de France and everything. Yay. But uh, I think, I think, let me not to say that for definite but the world cup itself has just is is really worth watching because there are other african countries plus like yesterday history was made yeah. when you know it's been 72 years since there's been such a shock with um saudi arabia beating argentina i know that was absolutely phenomenal. and argentina were like the favorites <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Aren't if they cheated, it would have been pulled up very quickly. <laughs> yeah, I will be living today. Go to your bedroom My and God. don't come out again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Jen, what, what news have you got for expats at the moment? What's what's happening on SA people? Well, I just saw something really funny, you know, with you guys saying sort of you can't start drinking just yet at eight in the morning, whatever. Um, old uh, Skalk Bezadenate, you know, the comedian yeah. um, who got us through lockdown, he is in New Zealand at the moment because he obviously made a lot of fans during during lockdown. And um, so he's touring there till the end of the month, but he just arrived and he's got a show right now, this minute, and he said that he actually feels like he's going on stage at eight in the morning like he just <laughs> because he's in got, New Zealand. <laughs> yeah he's, he's on South African time you know so so yeah but so that's really good so if you're in New Zealand look out for Skulk um we've obviously got the rugby oh, and then if you're in Paris until the 27th of November there's two stunning South African female artists who are doing this exhibition together. It's called Eclipse. And, um, and I've seen the art. It's, it's beautiful. Um, it's sort of our greatest desires, our greatest fears. Uh, so that whole eclipse thing comes in, you know, where you're looking into the, 
the deep depths and, and who we hide, from, you know, who we really are that we hide from the world, but colorful, wonderful art. What's the medium? Um, Oils, watercolors. Yes, yes, watercolors, and and actually, there's a lithography, lithograph mm. from Jean-Michel Basquet. I can't Basquet. pronounce his name. Basquet, yeah, yeah. There, there are a few of his unique pieces that are there at the same time. Um, it's in the seventh arrondissement at um, Galerie Artismania. So, okay, so head on there if you're in Paris. Come over to the dark side. We don't do cookies, <laughs> we have wine. We have wine and cookies <laughs> and, and cookies. And it was a huge eclipse, I think, on the 11th of November. Mm. New portals opening, all kinds of weird things happening. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, What's happening for and, Christmas? And, I'm a big Christmas fiend. What's happening in London and Paris and everywhere? We got well, no you, Christmas spirit here. You've got to keep on well, looking at people. Well, that's com. the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I was in Paris last, what, like 10 days ago, about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and you know, all the shop windows get done. Oh, so- and, oh, the Louis Vuitton one, you just want to mm-hmm. live in the window, yes, you know. Think about that. I see that Verve Clico have, have Sorry, I'm having brought, a moment of yeah, no, living in the window. Bragging. It's not Amsterdam, okay? She, <laughs> <laughs> you can't live the in the Louis window. Vuitton, I can only do the window in Louis Vuitton. I can't go in and buy. But see that Verve Kiko have made a deal with Smeg, the French mm-hmm. people, and they've made a beautiful Smeg Verve Kiko fridge for Christmas. And it costs... <gasps> what a wine cooler. It costs... No, it's a proper fridge fridge, but it's bright yellow like Verve Clico mm-hmm. is. And you get 70 bottles of Verve Clico inside the fridge, I think. <laughs> that makes it all worth it's it. like 90,000 Rand or something to buy the fridge and the Verve fridge. Clico. But it's a beautiful sort of um, limited edition Verve Clico smeg. And I think you can buy them around the world. Listen, the only wine cooler I've got is this one over here, but it is hiding the six-pack underneath. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> six-pack that wants you to buy Says Mel pointing at her tummy. <laughs> and, um, and out of interest, I've noticed in the last couple of years this real increase in interest in Prosecco. And, um, oh, and, and around here... And there's just been this huge trend of everybody drinking Aperol spritz. I know. Is it is it the same in South yeah. Africa? Yeah, it's, exactly Aperol is huge. Quite frankly, I don't like it at all. Um, I'm I not big on Aperol. Either. No. But I'll tell you something nice. Maybe you've got to sit on the beach to drink it because I've been falling well, in love. It depends on who you, you know what, it's who you're drinking it with as mm. well. You've yeah. got some gorgeous creature on a beach and a whatever. You can drink turpentine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I had some lunch with George and Georgia Dalicia. You'll remember Georgia Dalicia. He was the winemaker at Mirlust yes. for 150,000 years. And his son, George, now makes Dalicia wine. And I, when I was in Cape Town on the weekend, I had some. I stopped and had some lunch with George and Georgia and George's wife. And they have made a Prosecco. Yum. Oh. I've got COVID brain. Georgia's. I don't know. Uh, so, so what is... It's called Bullicante because, you know, they're very, they're very Italian. Yeah. And they've yeah. made Bullicante and the label is so cool. What he's done is he's taken all the Pantones from the labels that he and his father have put yes. together for the last 50 years. And he's made little dots. 
of all those pan the Pantone colors. And it's just a, a dotty label. It's very festive. It's gorgeous. Beautiful. It's highly drinkable. It's not hugely expensive. So that's a good tip for Christmas drinking. Okay. I'm keeping it And what is the difference between champagne and Prosecco? Oh my in God, the... we can't even go there, Jen. Because God. champagne, you're going to have to watch Carrie's connoisseurs. connoisseurs. Okay, that's okay I know the taste difference, but just the production. And um, hey, so, so, you know, you were just talking. Now, imagine if everybody grabbed that little few seconds of what you just said where you said he had been working there for 150,000 <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah, and that's when everybody turns on you. You can't do your math. You went to the same math school. They should all be in that people who can't count. Famous Okay, that is the little elephant in the room at the moment, okay? We'll just call her Norval from here on in. So, um, Lovell, I mean, she really did kind of call. What? What are you saying? You're calling what? I'm calling her Lovell, which means oh. elephant. Okay, so the elephant is in the okay. room. Unlike me, where I'm an elephant, I never forget anything. Okay, so that's why my kids call me that. But I mean, she she really did cause a bit of a, a storm in a teacup. Yeah, because I actually find it quite funny, and I'm loving all the stuff that's coming out about it. You know, Has she returned? Yeah. She sort of rebutted anything. anything back. Not that I've seen. And honestly, South Africans are always turning on her. So I don't think it would be in her interest to, to, to say anything and just like put fuel on the fire, don't you think? What irritates me here, though, is all the people who still call her Charlize Theron or Theron. Theron. Sorry, Theron. But you know, I sit there every time I hear it and on the radio. Theron. It's Theron. Of course it is. Theron. But, but even in South Yeah, but it's not. She's Charlize not, Theron. Not Theron. Okay. Or, or as. Uh, I saw some other Afrikaans person saying it's, oh, maybe it was Skalp Bezaydene, saying it's Tron, yeah, not yeah. Tron, it's Tron. You ask any Tron. person with the surname Tron here in South Africa. So she's Charlie Tron. Tron, who failed maths at school. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Along with you. you. I then, love you, you're beautiful. And then somebody went and put, I think I, I, it wasn't Gus Silver, it was one of the other kind of writers who, who put stuff out on Facebook as well. And he was going... Near Man Charlene. And I just went, oh, I think we'll find that Charlene is a princess in, in the palace. <laughs> <laughs> no fairies here, darling. Yeah. Anyhow, so, um, I mean, that's, that, that has been a, a bit of a... <clears throat> A little contretemps, shall we yes. say. Not a bad thing. Yeah. It's been really funny. The lightheartedness of it has been so funny. It's, it's a bit sad that some people, you know, took it like your comment of 150,000 well, years. I just can't believe, so I can't believe that you're not allowed to have a sense of humor anymore. You're not allowed to laugh yeah. at yourself. You're not allowed to exaggerate, which is so important when it comes to getting your... your Wait, you have to. Really? 50,000 years sounds much better than 50 years. Yeah, 50 years is just like 30 years. We were talking about food and things that are good. I'm, I'm just looking at this wine at the moment, and, and, and that was water, but Carrie and I changed it into wine, by the way. I thought Mel would this morning. We, we learned how to change. <laughs> I'm not going there. Okay. But um, talking about things that are good to put in your mouth, I see you've got a story. We, we did talk about it, I think, either last week or the week before about the South African, the third chef to get a Michelin star. Yes, it was, it's Tina's van der Westhuizen, and I said we had an interview coming up. Yes. We've done the interview, and um, 
and Tinas is is wonderful. He's been overseas since about 2012. Um, but the best thing is that not only is he now a Michelin star chef who carry, if you're traveling in Abu Dhabi, um, go and check it out at 66 Sushi Bar. Okay. But he, um, he still says his, his happy place is next to a braai with his friends and family. And, um, and his, his favorite way of making food is, is fire and, and braais. And he said, you know, that's what he loves about South African food is the natural elements that are used to to get different tastes into food. Do you know what I mean? That's probably why um, David Higgs went for the I whole thing with marble. David Higgs has this got an indoor bride yeah. marble. Yeah, I always say to yeah. him, it's just an indoor bride. But the South African boys do love to bride, don't they? It's their thing. They love it. Listen, I could sit and watch David Higgs cooking any and every day I could watch him do anything. Oh, yeah, gosh. He can cook. He's he beautiful. Can, who is he? Mm. He's so good. He is beautiful. In fact, we'll who, who is he? Oh, he is. Well, Jen, when you're out here again, we're going to go to Marble. You're going to love it because he is just we'll yum, put him on yum, the show yum. Here one day. He's you don't very... even need to eat. You'll just sit there, drink like some nice wine that Carrie tells us to drink, and we'll just watch him. Oh, he's a very but, 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 but please he's... tell me who he is. He's a chef. He owns Marble. He owns Saint. He has no, the, the what's it called? The tuck group? shop, the pantry. The pantry, the pantry. which is in Rosebank as well. Pantry's like a posh garage shop. Yeah. It's in a garage. Uh -huh. Very nice. Like, oh, I think I've seen photos. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to. Okay. <laughs> but he always gets frightened whenever he sees me coming because he knows I'm just going to salivate the entire time. Not about the food and not the food, <laughs> about him because he's, he's delish. Anyhow, so anyway, what else have we got? I mean, we talked about that. Um, Kevin Fraser. Who's Kevin Fraser? Kevin Fraser is this brilliant comedian, a South African who's been living in Australia for 150,000 years. <laughs> and, um, and he is... I think we're going to make, we're going to pay people. He is um, back in South Africa for, he's actually already arrived now, um, but in December he'll be doing shows called um, The Minister of Entertainment, but it's not political at all. Um, and he'll be, uh, well, no, it probably is if you think of it. Um, he'll be in uh, Durban, PE, uh, not PE. Um, Kabarcha. Oh, gosh. That yeah. Good. And Cape Town. Yeah. And Kate. You know yeah. <laughs> so, so it's really worth going to see him. And we're hoping that he doesn't get anything stolen because when he was here in Europe a couple of months ago, his huge suitcase with everything in um, got stolen off a train. So in Germany. Is that supposed so, to happen in Germany, for goodness sake? Unfortunately, since there, um, you know, they had a huge intake of refugees about five or six years ago, and yeah. the the theft on trains has escalated. I, I, I don't. I, I can't remember exactly how much. But it's yeah. huge. Oh, talking about people <laughs> appropriating things, I'm a little bit annoyed about these Capetonians who think that they can appropriate our jacarandas. Oh, yeah. The like, has their own jacarandas now. I'm like, excuse me, what? It's bad enough that Pretoria calls themselves the jacaranda city when we have more of them here in Joburg. Okay, now the Capetonians are trying to take it away from us as well. Uh-uh, uh-uh, slop, slop people, forget it. But you know what, the slop, slop people can keep that because... 
half of the Johannesburg people have moved. They've semigrated to Cape Town. Mm. And having just come back like 36 hours ago, it is bursting at the seams. There are a few jacarandas there. But I think with the great mobilization of money from Johannesburg down to Cape Town, I think all the burglars are going to follow them. So we're going to be able to walk on our jacaranda-lined streets freely. Free. And that's why Tully has moved back up to Joburg. Free, you see. Yeah. And enjoy our jacarandas have at you, the same time. Have you seen any of the, the um, uh, Tully's Joburg diary? No. started as well now. <laughs> she's, she's moved from Cape Town. Now, now ah, darling, she's, okay. moved, she's moved back to Joburg. She's back in Joburg and trying to get some work. I have been watching it. You can hear by the way I'm speaking. And who was <laughs> somebody turned around this week and said on Kate Normington's Facebook uh, feed, I didn't realize that people still spoke Kugel. Yes, No, no, no. I speak somebody said is Kugel a dying language like Afrikaans? <laughs> it's been a long time since we did that. <laughs> All right. So one of the good things that happened, I don't know if you saw it, I'm uh, talking about entertainment, was that um, the the International Grammy Awards, South Africa did quite well there, didn't they, Jen? Oh, man. So proud. They did so, so well. Um, kids animation category, they won. It was like one of the biggest awards. And um, and I spoke to the guys. So exciting. I'll they? post some more photos today. Um, the, it's Fundy Films who, who did the production and the show is called My Better World, which one? And it's a beautiful TV series. It goes around Africa. It's in about four different languages and it's eight African teens kind of handling life and friendship and, and all that. Um, sorry, my cat is playing with everything on the table <laughs> right now. And, um, um, it's Fundy Films and Mon Projects. So they, uh, um, in South Africa, the whole thing, it's one of the very few series where everything was done in, in Africa, mainly oh, in South Africa. I'd have to have a look and see so, that is. Yeah, no, that would be lovely to see. Okay. So, yeah. Chris is the guy. Chris, Chris, I've forgotten Chris's surname right now, but Chris is, is the owner. Okay, of well done, Chris. It's just awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris. But um, we were talking about, okay, you've got to watch Tally. Now you're going to have to watch that as well. We're going right. to educate Carrie as what she should be watching. Carrie. There used to be a film called oh, Educating Rita. Rita. With Same the two yeah. wonderful Julie Walters and with Michael Caine, Michael isn't it? Caine. Beautiful it movie. Cool? Yeah, I yeah that. it was a great movie. So um, we, we talk about people who uh, live overseas and do well. And of course, the first person that always comes to mind is Trevor Noah. Now he's retiring, retiring, resigned from the Today he? Show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, is he resigned so from that? that? I stopped watching yeah. the news in April because it was turning me into a bit of a an angry person. So yeah, you've got to watch the good news on SA People. Exactly what we, I'm going to do. This is my we we have like we we have kind of eighty to ninety percent good news, and then we put in that little ten percent just to keep it real because people complained that we had our head in the sand, yeah. whatever that saying is. So we tell and, and then we laugh a bit, and then and then we laugh a bit at it. That's yeah. Exactly and but um, yeah, Trevor Novus. So he finishes, I think, on the eighth of December. Oh. He's got a some tour lined up for next year. But if you have Netflix right now, he um, his new stand-up show. It's called "I Wish You Would," and um, and the and the, it's it looks really really funny. The um, reviews have been South amazing. Africa, is he? Um, I think. 
think he is. Yeah, I'm but, but I don't think he's moving back. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not moving, moving, he's not moving back, back to South Africa. But I think he's doing a tour because no. one of my twins is like a complete Trevor Noah nut. Okay. Um, and, and also talking about Scott Bezadenhout, I mean, he, he usually, we find him up in Rosebank sometimes having coffee by the Woolies there. And my kids will see him and, and the one that likes comedy a lot, she's like, oh, Oh, look, 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 look. And she was completely <laughs> mad about Trevor Noah. And the first time when she saw him when she was much younger, she just turned around and said, I'm his biggest, no, he's my biggest fan. Instead of saying, I'm not his biggest fan. But we did manage to, thanks to Carolyn Stain, of course, she, she managed to get a signed copy to her from him. And she is, has got all of his books and she's watched everything he's ever done. I mean, Trevor Noah for her is oh, her absolute awesome. hero. Okay, so we, we're going to... He is selling. Let's tell Carrie what she should be watching out for on television yes. as well, because there's so much wonderful South African stuff. We talk about, like, you know, we, we had last week yeah. Kate Normington from Tally's Joburg Diaries uh, talking to yes. us. So we have all these wonderful things that we find out about. So Definitely my new news feed. Yeah. I didn't even know. <laughs> and, and, and also, Mal, I just wanted to say that maybe your daughter might get lucky because uh, Trevor Noah is selling his place in, the, I think, the place in New York yes. or LA. I can't remember which one. Yeah. So, so he might be planning on spending more time in South Africa. You never know. Um, but I think he also just wants to travel. Yeah. But so does she. So, yeah. We should see what we can do. Um, but, but Carrie, the, yeah, so I think Trevor Noah's show is definitely worth a watch. Um, Tally's Joburg Diary. Um, and then Tally's Joburg Diary? On, on Showmax. Yeah. Okay. And it, I think there's two episodes every Friday. So it's, you're in the middle of it right now. And, and if you have Showmax in South Africa, then you can also watch The White Lotus, which is international. It's it so like dark. I love white. Yeah, which one are you really? watching? Are you watching the Hawaii number one or number I two? Hawaii or Sicily? I, I hadn't watched number one yet. So I started, I watched three or four of number one to the first series. But it's so uh, dark I and love there's it. this funny music. Yeah. And I keep on expecting, I'm sort of anticipating something very deeply oh. weird to go down any minute now. I'm sure it does. I think that we all got um, inured with your weird music when we used to watch Twin Peaks. Oh, my God. Because remember, Twin Peaks, we yeah. need certain music for certain yeah. people. But no, White Lotus is great fun. I mean, I would... I'm so it's fun. There's not going to be any dark, ghastly murder or... No, I don't know. There might be. Who knows? Anything's possible. Nothing you can't handle. There'll be nothing you can't handle. I mean, just look at Midsummer. Imagine living in Midsummer. I know. That, was so, that was so cruel. You know, have you seen how hectic some of those things are? Even if you think about some of the nursery rhymes that we used yes, to have. Yes, I know. As, the world is a thing. Midsummer Murders is very gruesome. I know. I love it. And I love it too. <laughs> um, but I won't watch Dexter, for instance. All right. So I think we, we could stay here talking all no, day. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, yeah. what we need to do, first of all, is find out what do you have coming up on SAPeople.com next week? What is the big story? Um, just some beautiful, beautiful, beautiful photos. I don't know if you remember, but back in 2018, um, the South African expat in the Ukraine, who's now left the Ukraine but still helps so much, mm -hmm. um, helped, along with Turkish Airlines, to take four lions that had been in a zoo and was so depressed, yes. take those four lions to South Africa and um, and to Krakakama uh, Game Park mm -hmm. near Kibera. Um And now we have got photos from Alicia Cantor, you know, and she's also the one who runs Africa, this is why I live here. Mm -hmm. um, so she's amazing and she's 
got this game park and she has got the lions and they have just thrived oh, like brilliant. you can't believe it it's the most beautiful heartwarming photos of lions i've ever seen oh so my child really? um saw her first lion killed the other day right because she's she's training as a, a field guide mm. and they were going around and there was this old male lion who oh, was no, as scrawny so as anything now, and but he did he managed to on his own he went and he caught a zebra and i mean he was like he really knew you looked at him and he knew that he needed a meal he's on a game farm it's not like in some really horrible place they out there doing their thing but i'm just so glad for her that she got to see that um yeah but to, to finish off with the lions you have to eat so do we and jenny baxter sends me yeah. a whatsapp this week with a picture of somebody on uh, on on the page obviously he went and put up a cover picture of Jamie Oliver's new book Veg and he's like near man he 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 wird nix von bekleini so Jenny Baxter sends me the same i don't understand what is so funny about this because Jenny Baxter has forgotten her afrikaans and the i never knew that right. <laughs> when how do you even pronounce it veg even my children know fech fech mit imant I've never heard that word in my life. But maybe you said in the region darling not like here where we yeah. get down and dirty ah. and fach mit aller Menschen. Nee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you see did you see I did after I checked with you I posted it on Facebook but I did say you have to be one of the 44 to understand yeah. it. <laughs> and, and that and that I had had to phone a friend. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> phone a friend. Mm. You never you yeah. know if you're in a trouble even my brother he picks up the phone he says Mel I need to know this and I'm like, What am I walking in Cyclamania? I'm the crazy. You are fact check. Fact I'm check mail. There we go. So, Carrie, thank you very much. Um no. we're going to be putting it out everywhere when your thank podcast you. and your YouTube is up and running and your first yes. one's happening. Jen will give it to you as well so you can share it with all the people from sapeople.com as well. Put it up on Facebook. I think it's quite exciting. We've Maybe we'll do a seasonal wine tasting with us three girls. Yeah, we'll have to send her some. Summer, spring, autumn, winter. But we got to get some wine to her. Oh, that's easy. That's easy. She'll send you some wine. Jen, and I, I'll sit here with my cat and drink. <laughs> we'll just get over the cat. <laughs> Throw it over the cat. All right. So for those of you who um, really enjoy sharing good news, please don't forget, of course, you can get onto the sapeople.com website or, of course, just onto Facebook. Go and post your pictures. Let Jenny know about any fabulous stories that you've got coming up because, of course, we love to hear the good news and the views of South Africans at home and everywhere else in the world. And we'll catch up with you again next week. Until then, take good care. And bye-bye, Jenny. See you soon. Bye. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.